Welcome to the introduction episode of Writers Unfiltered, a podcast where Katrina Marie and Stephanie Derbis, aka SK Derbis, share their unfiltered thoughts, experiences, and struggles with writing. Hey everyone, and thank you for joining us on our introduction episode of Writers Unfiltered. Um, we wanted to take a chance, or sorry, we wanted to introduce ourselves before we kick off our podcast on Monday. Um, so I'm Katrina Marie. I write... I'm Stephanie Derbis. <laughs> <laughs> That's Stephanie. Um, and I write... Uh, new adult contemporary romance. Uh, there's a lot about friendships and of course romance. Um, and yeah, I have a family of two children and a husband and two dogs and a cat. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Um, and now I will pass it to Stephanie. And I'm Stephanie Derbis, AKA SK Derbis on all the social platforms that you can find me and I am currently an unpublished author who writes adult romance adult paranormal adult fantasy young adult fantasy and young adult sci-fi and I have a family of two children a dog and my husband who is like a man-child sometimes. <laughs> I think all husbands are or a significant <laughs> others in general. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's we, mean in that I know. It's like we have these huge lives and then it's like, but we don't. <laughs> Not really. I know. It's having kids just, oh, I don't know where the time goes. Everywhere. It goes everywhere. And you don't even yeah. realize it. It's crazy. Um, so we came up with a few questions to just ask each other and have like a little conversation and for all of you guys to get to know us a little bit. Um, so do we want to just go ahead and start that, Katrina? Sure. Sounds good to me. Oh, I guess I'll start. Okay. So did you ever consider writing under a pseudonym? So me personally, yes, only because I knew that I wanted to write in both the adult category and the young adult category. And I wanted there to be some kind of different difference with that. Kind of like how Victoria Schwab and B.E. Schwab is the same person, but it's different age categories. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that was my thought under that. And you have a different thought process for it. Yeah, I pretty much write everything under Katrina Marie. Um, I guess in a way it's a pseudonym. Um, I kicked like nixed my last name from my writing name just so my kids couldn't be identified or picked up by who I was based on my last name. So I just went with my first name and middle name. Um, but yeah, I write everything under um, Katrina Marie. I 
it's just easier and pen names are really hard to keep up with for me. So I decided to do that. However, <laughs> I will have a pseudonym coming out next year. Um, a friend of mine and I are going to be starting a, uh, a series together and we figured that it'd be easier to start that under a pseudonym both for content. I mean, you'll still get basically what I write now um, because it will be in the new adult category, but I will have a co-writer. So we'll be doing all of it together. um, And we hope it'll be a long series. We have a lot of ideas for it and we're super excited. See, and I think that's another great way to have a pseudonym or a pen name is when you're collabing with someone because I feel like it's just easier on I feel like it's easier on a right or on a reader level yeah seeing only one name versus two names on the book yeah Uh, and I've heard from a lot of um more established authors that a lot of the time two names on a book doesn't sell well um, most people are looking for one name. Well, there you go. There's an even better reason to have a pen name when you're collabing. I personally Absolutely. love collabing, so I'm excited to see that project of yours. Me too. I need to start writing it, but that won't happen till next year. I have way too many projects I need to finish now. It'll be here before you know it. <laughs> I know. Okay, um, next question. Do you think someone could be a writer if they don't feel emotions strongly? I'm going to jump in on that one. Um, so Go for it. I, I think someone could be a writer if they don't feel emotions strongly because it's not, because I can still have that, because I don't feel emotions strongly. I'm just, I'm not a super emotional person. But I can convey that in my characters. Um, it's like the pieces that I don't show to everybody else, I'm able to show to them in my characters, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think, I think they can to- you can totally write um, emotion strongly. And your I'm thoughts, gonna, Steph? I'm going to have to agree with you that... I think a writer can write well if they don't feel emotion strongly because I do feel emotion strongly. And sometimes I feel like it's kind of a hindrance for me. And sometimes I feel like it's a little bit harder for me to get things down on the page just because I'm too emotionally invested in that scene or anything. So I feel like sometimes feeling the emotions could possibly make it harder for you to write but not necessarily you know be bad for the writing either yeah I completely agree um were you gonna say something yeah do you want to do the next question since yeah I'll ask. Um, I'm going to give it a couple seconds. All right. Next question. 
How did publishing your first book change your process of writing? Katrina, you want to take okay. the lead on that since you're the actual published author in this duo? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to lie. I went crazy with my writing after I published my first book. Ideally, I would have had a couple of books under my belt before I press publish. Um, that way I could set up marketing. But in the beginning, I like I I went without sleep a couple of times. Um, <laughs> I it was it was bad. I went straight into burnout really quickly because all I did was write and I didn't give myself any kind of a break in between. Um, so now I'm writing at a much more steady pace because keep like the people who can write all the time, all day, every day, like kudos to them. I envy um, those people. Me too. I, but <laughs> I, I can't do that. Um, I do write every day or I try to, um, but I'm not ignoring my basic needs in order to write to get books out there faster. Um, I'm pretty much taking care of myself and then writing comes second or actually third once you factor in the family. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I want to do with. So with my adult romances, I with a little bit of your pressure, have decided to go the indie route. And so I want to give myself like a full quarter before publishing to try and at least have a first draft of another thing so that I can at least like publish something like once a quarter or something. That way I don't have, I'm not like totally burning myself out. Whether that'll happen, I'm not sure. But I'm going to try. (laughs) Yeah, I always say I'm not going to kill myself over the next book. Um, But I always end up doing it, especially like when you get to that point in the story where you're super excited about it and you're like, oh, my gosh, I have to get all these words out of me. And yeah, I lose sleep for that. But at least then I'm inspired. Yeah. (laughs) So it makes it a little easier. I actually have like a backup question to this question for you. (laughs) Okay. Um, If I, well, now I can't even remember it. Damn it. Hold on. Give me a second. It might come back to me. (laughs) That happens to me all the time. I hate when that happens to me. Oh, um, so kind of like a backup question on top of this question. When you had your first book fully done and waiting to like hit the publish button per se, was it like just so like, was the anticipation just grueling and you just wanted to like hit publish like tomorrow rather than like on the set date that you wanted? Yeah, it was, um, it was it was really freaking like I was super excited to hit the publish button, but at the same time I was terrified because this is my world. 
my words and my story that I was putting out in the world. And it was like, it was my first book baby. And whenever it's, especially when it's your first, you're super terrified that, oh my gosh, people are going to hate it. Or, oh my gosh, what if they love it and they want me to write stories faster? Am I going to be able to do that? Um, So I think it was equal fear and equal excitement. Interesting. Well, hopefully I can have that fear and excitement soon, as soon as this one gets finished. Anyways. Okay, so I'll ask the next question. What does literary success look like to you? Um, to me personally, I see literary success as, for me personally, it's going to be as soon as I finish my first manuscript, I'm going to already feel like I'm a success just because it's been rough trying to finish this but after that ideally just being a published author I think is gonna be like great like whether it flops or whether I soar I don't care I feel like I would be a success to myself just for even putting myself out there yeah it yeah definitely 100% um, finishing is like, I feel like I've just freaking won a marathon after I finish a book. Oh, I um, want to feel that so bad. <laughs> and for me, it's not even so much, it's not about like the money aspect of it. It's, I have all these stories to tell. I have all these life experiences. I want to get across with my characters and, um, and that, that's pretty much it for me. As long as I have the story out and there are people out there that connect to it, then I'm happy. That's, yeah. that's a huge win in my book. Yeah, if I could help just one person get through some of the traumatizing things that I've gotten through in my life, I, I, I would be the happiest person alive if I could just reach one person. Yes, and I think, I mean, and it's going to look different to everybody. Like some people will be like, once I hit this milestone, once I hit a list, once, you know, I have this many people who read my book and some people it's just, once I hit that publish button or if I put my story out there or finish this book, it's going to look different to everyone. And I mean, doesn't, every author or writer want to be able to hit a list like I feel like that's just more of like a dream rather than basing your success off of it yeah um yeah it's one of those milestone things like you know you have your bucket list of things I want to do write and publish my first book publish 10 books 20 books hit the New York Times hit the USA Today I mean, there's always like that bucket list of things that like, I want to do that. I want to accomplish this. And it's never ending. Yeah, never. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, f- I find it really funny that we both kind of look at literary success like the same. Yeah, it, um, it's changed for me a lot because when I first got into it, into writing, I mean, I've always told stories from the time I was a kid. But whenever I first started like putting those down on paper for other people to read, um, just knowing that I connected with that one reader, seeing some of the reviews, um for welcome to your life it was like wow they they got it they got what I was trying to say they got the craziness that comes along with being a teen parent um they got like and it that they connected with these characters made me feel over the moon and that was when my my idea and what success meant for myself yeah, that's awesome. Um, how many hours a day do you write? <laughs> that's <laughs> mean. If I'm gonna be honest, um, <laughs> no, uh, I try to write one to two hours a day. Um, I do dedicated sprints on Sundays for two hours, but. I try for one or two, at least one, maybe two or longer if I'm going to be pulling an all-nighter or staying up late or something like that. But there are days when I don't write at all, um, like last week because it was Shark Week and I didn't write at all during <laughs> Shark Week. I watched Shark Week. <laughs> yeah. So um, right now, due to the pandemic... I've been laid off, so I've been unemployed and just staying at home with kids. And I love my kids. They are wonderful. And, but they're also monsters. So whenever I get a chance to write during the day, it's always interrupted every like five minutes by one of them. And I don't really count how many hours during the day I just, I usually just go by word count and I like to at least hit a thousand words every day, but that doesn't happen. There are some days where I can barely get 25 words in and then there are weeks like this week um, where I've written absolutely nothing. Except I did yeah. do some flash fiction that I actually have to post later. But other than that, I've written absolutely nothing. So it's just... Yeah, and I think we all have weeks like that. Yeah, and I I was getting down on myself about not doing any of the writing. But with the week that I've had, I think it was just better that I just took the week off and get in a different headspace and I feel like that'll help with my writing for next week absolutely you always whenever so I'm a big proponent of taking the time off if you need it um like this week I've hardly written anything I've written some words but not very many um and I've been in a weird headspace because we started virtual school and work 
at the day job and everything just on top of each other. Um, it kind of put me in a funk. And if I try to write when I'm in that headspace, like it comes across. And then you in just my, hate in my words. Yeah. And then you hate everything that you wrote. 100%. And you just have to rewrite it again anyways. Yeah, it, it's definitely, um, yeah, I'm, but like I said, I, if you need the day off, take the day off. You need three, four, five, six, seven days, take them off um, because your writing will be better for it, I think. And it's not like even when I do take, like this week, I basically took the entire week, week off of writing and the entire week, I may not have been writing, but the story has been simmering in my head. So like there's a bunch of scenes that could possibly be in the next manuscript because I'm always thinking about it. So I feel like the week off just helps the story simmer a little bit. And I feel like it's, it's better when you let things simmer. I agree. Um, I, I kind of write the same way. Uh, we could actually do a whole episode on this. So we'll probably save some of this for oh, later. Yeah. yeah, we should do that. We should probably get to the next question. Okay. Um, Does your family support your career as a writer? Mine wholeheartedly does. I am very grateful for my husband. Um especially during this crazy world that we live in currently. Um, He's been working harder for me to try and make writing my full-time career rather than me just settling for a job because we need some extra cash. So he 100% supports my dream of making a writing career. How about you? Um, yeah, they they are super supportive. Um, when I get stuck, I'll ask my husband, like, how does this sound? He gives me inputs on input on my covers. Um, he, whenever I have questions about sex scenes from a guy's perspective, he's the one who gives them like gives me his thoughts on it and I kind of mesh to where they meet in the middle. Um, My son who is a teenager and plays basketball, um, he helps me in my sports romance uh, books to make sure that I'm portraying the sport the right way. And if those descriptions give off the feeling that I need them to, and my little one, she's not so little, she's preteen. Um, she's she, still your baby. <laughs> yeah, she's still my baby. Uh, she is actually super helpful. Um, if she knows I'm on deadline, which she usually does because she likes to look at my planner. Um, she'll be like, uh, your eyes are on Netflix and they're not, your fingers aren't on your keyboard. So you should probably go right. Oh my God. Um, I love her so much more for that. <laughs> She is a mess, but she has no problem keeping me in line when I need to be writing. Um, And anytime I do any events, she's my helper. She 
helps me and my but and one of my best friends she helps us uh package up books and give out swag and get people to enter giveaways and talk up my books even though she can't read them yet she Mm -hmm. does help talk them up um but yeah they they're all super supportive my dad's supportive my mom is super supportive um she was actually my proofreader after it went through edits and my beta readers before I would publish and she holds nothing back at all that's that's awesome she will be like um you need to fix this and this right here needs to not happen or you need to go change this and I'm like that's that's awesome though because it's only making it better yeah and I'm so happy that everybody in my family has been super supportive. They show up to events. If it's in the area, they sometimes give me my space to write. It just depends what kind of mood they are in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm lucky to have a really supportive family. Yeah, I think, I think if I didn't have my family with the support that they give me, I don't think I'd be even, I, I don't think I'd be able to even try to make this a career. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I would probably still try cause I'm stubborn as hell, uh, but it would just take them, a lot longer. <laughs> yes. Them in my corner makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for the last question, why don't we just stop talking about writing and talk about reading? Um, what is your favorite childhood book? Oh, there's so many. Um, so I was always the kid who was told to go outside and play because I was inside reading. So I would take my book and go climb in a tree and read. Um <laughs> So I was still outside, but I was still reading. But I read Goosebumps was always one of my favorite series. Yes. Um, I think I read them all at one point. All that was out at that time. Um, Babysitter's Club was the yes. one I read. And then when I was probably around eight or nine, I read Hank the Cowdog a lot. And I don't know very many people who have read that or even have read the Boxcar Children, but those two series were my jam. Like, I read them all, which is funny because they're both mystery series, and I don't even read a whole lot of mystery as an adult. I read some here and there, but it's not the thing I'm going to pick up first. Usually that's romance. Yeah. Um, So I've never heard of, what was that one that you said? Hank the Cowdog. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. I have, I've read a few of the Boxcar Children. Um, I was also a Goose Goosebumps reader. Um, the Night of the Living Dummy scared the crap out of me, still does. Yeah, I don't like the dummy. Even in the movie, I'm like, okay, get out of here with that. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I also was a big fan of the Babysitter's Club. And I also read... The Nancy Drews, yeah, and I read those. 
Oh, I did. I never really got into the Hardy Boys or I just never gave them a chance. But I was really into Nancy Drew. And back when I was like 10 or 12 or something, they even had like a a computer game for Nancy Drew. And me and my best friend played that for hours. They have, there's like, I want to say there's like 10 different kinds now. Or make no, there's probably even more. That's crazy. I did not know that. Yeah, so I was obsessed with Nancy Drew. And then I had a boxed set of the Little House on the Prairie books that I got from my grandma. So they're super old. I still have them. They're on my shelves. And I read the crap out of those. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I don't think we have any books from when we were either my mom or I were kids. Um which is odd, sort of, but we moved quite a few times, so it's quite possible that they got lost in moves. Yeah, from when I was a kid, I still have my Little House on the Prairie box set, but I think I'm missing one book and it's killing me. And I still have my C.S. Lewis for the Chronicles of Narnia. That is awesome. Yeah, I'm hoping my little one keeps up with her library as she gets older. But now that she's getting older, she keeps stealing books off of my shelves. And it's kind of frustrating because then she doesn't (laughs) put them back. You got to start ticketing her. (laughs) I know. Like, okay, you can check it out and then you have to check it back in. (laughs) Well, I think this was a great discussion, a little great little chat, and I hope all of you guys really enjoyed getting to know us a little bit. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, Also, if you want to check us out on social media, we are Writers Unfiltered on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Stephanie, what's our Twitter? It's um it's writers unfiltered but it's different I think it's just writers unfilter yeah I think that's what it was Um, but but we'll we'll include links um and we'll also be sharing a couple of things about ourselves over social media um over the weekend so that y'all can get to see us and know us a little bit better And I think that's all we have for today. Yeah. So thanks for listening to us. And And check us out on Monday with our first episode, or technically our second episode, on when to start your social media.